WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on 95.9 WATD, your South Shores radio station. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Sunday morning. Yes, we're live every Sunday morning at 11 uh, to help you with your car problems, talk about what's in the news, talk about what I have been driving lately, and uh, some of the some of the questions I get that come in during the week. we got some interesting ones we'll go over this week. But right now, you know, it's, it's um, like Jesse pointed out, out, we kind of forgot what the sun looked like. We had, I think, a couple hours of sunshine this week. Um, car shows kind of around New England seemed like they got rained out a lot. Uh, but if you if you always are looking for some place to go to look at fantastic cars, there's car museums. And in my opinion, I don't know that there's a finer one than the Newport Car Museum. And with us is Gunther Berman from the Newport Car Museum. Uh, Gunther, good morning and welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And uh, you, the, the Car Museum, you, you've had some uh, some goings on the last uh, few weeks over there, uh, including an auction, right? Yeah, right. We, uh, we lease out, you know, we have 17 acres here at the Newport Car Museum and 300 uh, parking spots. And uh, Larry Spellman of Spellman Signature Auction to us recently and said, gee, during the Concord here in, in Newport, uh, with all the car people in town, uh, would you be interested in having us come and run one of our um, car auctions here? And uh, they uh, they set up, I don't know, five tents and had 190 cars to run through an auction. Um, you know, unfortunately, like <laughs> your intro today, uh it was very rainy yesterday here, and uh, you know I think that the crowd was a bit subdued. But I think uh, hopefully they did uh, they did well, and um, it, there was, so there was a lot of going on here, a lot of people coming and going, and uh, I were able to accommodate the crowd and our usual crowd. You know, rain is a um, a friend of ours at the museum when people can't go to the beach or in the summer or can't find a place to walk through uh, Newport, they come here and have a you know wonderful walk through the Newport Car Museum. So, um, But it was very exciting having them here, and uh, uh, hopefully everyone kind of enjoyed the experience. There hasn't been a car auction that I know of, a big one, um, in the area. I know Bottom does one at, uh, at, at the Audrain during, during the Concord, but nothing of the size that... Um, they used to do it uh, the casino when when Bear Jackson came to the northeast. I, I don't know what's what, they're having them in all these little cities all over the country, but uh, very few of the big car auctioneers are uh, auctioneers are are coming in, uh, into the northeast. I don't know whether uh, the cars just aren't here, which isn't the case because we have you know the the largest number of car clubs in America in the northeast or. Um, we're, you know, we're 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 not uh, people aren't willing to pay here. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. Well, it, it could it could be it could be frugal Yankees that might have something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might it might be. Um, I went to your museum the first time years ago with my. 
former boss, Mark Shaw, who had a pretty good little car collection of his own, and we, we walked through. And then uh, last, uh, I think, the end of the summer, early fall, a friend of uh, mine and I, we, we went through the museum, and it had ex- expanded quite a bit. How many cars do you have on display now? Well, as you probably remember, when we started in 2017, we had 50. Now we're at 95. Um, both, you know, adding to the the existing six galleries that we have. And when COVID hit, our event space, which was pretty pretty large, uh, with wooden floors, etc. You know, we just went out of business in terms of events here because of COVID, and we had a pop-up um, uh, Porsche gallery in there, and and um, we found it so um, uh, so appealing to people, and uh, that we've we've expanded it, and now it's a permanent gallery. So that's our seventh gallery, and we have um, lots of interesting Porsches, everything from you know 918s to uh, Carrera GTs. We just we just got a uh, 959, which is, you know, the first really Porsche supercar from 1987. And every Speedster from um, the 356 on to the 2019 Speedster. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, so now we have, like I say, 95 cars. It's, uh, it's, it's expanded, and uh, we're not... We're now in a position where if we add something, we have to take something out, which to my chagrin. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, you, you you kind of pointed out once that maybe your wife didn't know exactly how many cars you actually owned. So uh, so you, you must shuffle some around a little bit, so. Yeah, I try to keep. I, I, try, I try to make make sure that uh, that uh, she uh, she uh, is still happy with uh, with with the collection, which is oh, you know, she always kids me about it. But yeah. but uh, she's on board on on yeah. all the things that we've done. Yeah, and I remember when when I first met you and your wife, and uh, I think her comments were if it. Uh, if it if it smelled like gas and looked like oil, she didn't want it in the museum. She wanted this to be just a place where everybody could come in, enjoy the cars, enjoy the cars like an art museum, but with no ropes around. You could you could get right up to the cars and 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 respect them, but but get right up and personal with the vehicles. Yeah, she, uh, well, she had basically three requirements when we, when we started. She said. Gunther, well, uh, we're, I'm happy to do this museum, but as you walk in the museum, it can't smell like a garage. When people first walk by the entrance where they have to be, you have to have a, an, an exhibit where they go, wow. And most important, the ladies' room has got to be first rate. And I think <laughs> we, we've accomplished all of those things. We get rave reviews of the ladies' room. I just had a group come in with a, with a bus. And they got a they got a kick out of <laughs> the fact that our ladies' room is is um, um, five star. <laughs> and and your cars are five star, and even the ones that maybe were four and a half stars, you've sort of upgraded some of those too. It seems like when you find a little bit better one, and I was looking at you know some of the and and I guess everything appeals to a certain person depending on who you are um you know, the American muscle car uh kind of then and now exhibit you have has some phenomenal cars in it, and they are just absolutely stunning everything from i think you have a 
uh, Z28 with the 302 motor in it. You know, some cars you don't see every day, the 409 Chevys, uh, some of the Chrysler products. And I think you have just about every variation of Mustang ever made, don't you? Yeah, well, we we, we thought we did. And then, um, um, yeah, we, we have... We have starting the you know the the sixty four and a half um, Caspian Blue Mustang convertible the first year they came out. Um, to um, I just the other day bought uh, Ford. Ford came out with a obviously their their new GT five hundred, and they have a special run that they did together with Shelby um, to do. Um, another 500 GT500 KR Mustang, and um, I, I, I just found one of those the other day, which is coming to the museum. So we have the the 68, which was the first year of the KR. We have a coupe, and then we have the convertible, which is the the Jimmy Connors that he gave to his then um, wife um, Patty McGuire, who was the Playmate of the Year. Mm. Um, and we have a a a, a, a an 08 um, a GT5 uh, 500 an anniversary um, car, which is one of the only cars in, in that still has a window sticker because it reminds me not because of the price of the car, but it reminds me never to buy cars a window sticker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that that's a that's a new Mustang edition that we have, and hopefully we've 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 kept up with the 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 Mustangs coming out of out of Ford and Shelby over the years. Yes, and the and the exotic cars, in, including you know, kind of a, a semi-American exotic, the 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 actual um, uh, Shelbys that Carol Shelby originally. Put together, uh, you have you have those, including I think the one that may have been made in Africa. Was do you have one of those too? Mm. No, uh, we have the we, yeah. we 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 have the car that um, that the only car that Shelby designed from the ground up, uh, the Series One. Oh, okay, uh, yep. yeah, the with the one with the Olds engine. We have we have one of those. Um, uh, Terrible car, by the way. I've driven it. It's <laughs> uh, I'm glad he didn't design a lot of other cars, but yeah. um, he certainly he certainly had a, a, a wonderful touch in taking other people's cars and making them exciting. But uh, it, despite the fact that it looks fabulous, the car is not a very good car. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know that's a good a good point. Um, you've been doing you've been doing some presentations at the museum as well, kind of just. You know, getting a group of people in and chatting with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my wife and our PR person twisted my arm to do Gunther talks cars, and so we'll pick out uh, either a, a, a gallery or a, a specific car or a couple of different cars, and um, um, I do a little chat for the for the folks, that, especially on the weekend when there's plenty, a lot of them here, and. Talk about the cars and answer some questions and uh, have some laughs about um, you know how we got them or uh, some something specific that's interesting about the cars. So um, it's 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 kind of fun to kind of bring 
the cars to life because they're inanimate inanimate objects. And um, so, you know, between doing those kinds of things and having the docents talk about cars and the videos that we have through the museum, we try to bring we try to bring the the cars to life. And has there, you know, as you look back at the cars that you you have put in the exhibit, and you mentioned the you mentioned the series one Shelby that with the Oldsmobile engine. I remember meeting Carroll Shelby when they when they introduced that car, and and I got to tell you, I don't even think he was all that excited about it. I think it was just I think it was just they gave him a lot of money and they built a car around it. Um, but the um, has there been any that you've looked back and said, yeah, maybe maybe this wasn't a best choice in a car because um, you know it just once you got it, it didn't really appeal to you. Well, I'm my own I'm my own curator here, and I I actually only buy cars that I like. Okay. Um, the 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 the, um, uh, the regret is is in sometimes it isn't necessarily the car, but does the color fit with everything else that's in there? Like we had we had a Ford GT, the you know the new Ford yep. GT, and it was. Is that with the gray stripes very appealing to a lot of people? You know, the ominous kind of looking car. I didn't think it showed off the lines of that beautiful car very well. And we subsequently acquired a, a white one with blue stripes. That's sort of the American racing colors, and it does show off that car a lot, a lot better. So we, we and, and we had a we had a '79. Uh, 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 Porsche, um, the turbo uh, uh, that was black tan, and um, I've always lusted for a silver red one, and I found that one, and we we uh, we sold the, the black tan one. So mm. uh, we keep we keep rather than rather than being uh, uh, feeling that we don't have the right car, we probably just don't have the right color. Yeah. <laughs> And and the uh, you know in the supercar uh, exhibit you have some fantastic cars including a Bugatti right right the Veyron and and uh, a very special one that has like twelve hundred miles on it goes one hundred and uh, two hundred fifty plus mile, miles an hour with um, the fenders are a special Ferrari color the car is black it's it's spectacular when you first walk in the museum and then. Um, we had the, um, uh, the new Adventador and we've got a, uh, McLaren Sen- Senna and a McLaren P1, um, and, uh, you know, the, the Porsche 918, lots of, lots, lots of supercars, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of made me laugh a little bit, um, they're hybrids, so you you sort of have a, you sort of have a hybrid display of sorts. And when you think about hybrids, you think of Toyota Priuses. You don't necessarily think of cars that go two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, we we have to keep it plugged in all the time. You know, we we try to have you know we don't have ropes around. We try to keep everything as clean as possible with those because the computers need to be continually on. Uh, we we do have to plug them in and. Um, despite the fact that they're hybrids like the the, the 
P1 has to have an annual checkup to make sure that all its systems continue to go. It, in fact, it just came back recently from its its, its annual its annual checkup. Um, yeah, and the the other the other fun event you do there is you have a, a a hoods up event where you can where you can check out and see see the see the power plants of some of these cars that you're probably never ever going to see. Uh, yeah, I you know as as you, you know when we've spoken before the the Newport Car Museum is really a as much a art museum as a car museum that they're. Sort of kinetic sculptures. These cars are mm. just beautiful to look at. Um, but then, uh, obviously, they're they're uh, they're still cars. And once a month, um, we the, the first weekend of the month, we or the second weekend of the month, depending upon the time of year, we have a hoods up event where all the hoods on the cars that uh, can be up are up. And uh, obviously, some of the uh, more exotic cars are just a little flat because they don't let human beings get at the engines and things anymore. Yeah. You have to take them, take them to a dealer. But, but uh, obviously, all the all the traditional cars um, have in, interesting um, uh, interesting engines and, and drivetrains and things. And, and um, uh, obviously, as as the years went by, um, plastic started to cover all those engines. Components where we all used to work on them mm. when when they were when they came out in the in the 60s and 70s and 90s and now it's plastic cover on almost everything. So, um, but it's still interesting, I think, to see the mechanics that are involved in these mm. beautiful works of art. You mentioned your your um, event space. Are you still are you still hosting uh, indoor events? Um, for people who want to have everything from, I don't know, a wedding to a something else, are you still doing some yeah. of that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 original event space, which was, you know, that that area with with a wooden floor right off mm-hmm. the right off the museum, is now the Porsche Gallery. But we've taken what used to be the wheel room, which was um, where the uh, kitchen is and where the simulators used to be and mm-hmm. we've opened that up so and where the simulators used to be against that wall is is now a bar and um so we we have plenty of space for the kind of events you're, you're talking about we've only done one wedding but we've done a lot of corporate meetings we've done uh, you know a lot of uh, tour people who who come a lot of car clubs mm-hmm. um as a place to have lunch or a place to have it have events birthday parties um Lot, lots of uh, lots of those, and so uh, there's there's plenty of space to do the, the events still. Yeah, it it is it's such a fascinating space. And would you call the um I, the way it's sort of set up inside? Would you call it sort of mid-century modern? Is that what you would kind of call the the furnishings and the? Look? Oh yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, the, the, the originally it was a big office building. Three hundred people worked here. In addition to the fact that I, at least the the history of it, as they made Patriot missiles in the big bays here and stored missile parts when Raytheon owned owned the building, uh, we've opened all that up, and um, um, so that people. And kind of enjoy sitting and listening to my my rock and roll music and look at looking at the at the we have 
uh, mid-century furniture throughout the museum so that people can enjoy, um, you know, the experience and sit, sit for a little while and just kind of um, take, take it all in. And uh, it's been a passion of mine, in, in addition to the beautiful sculptures in the cars, to, um, to uh, enjoy mid-century furniture. And so we have some interesting ones. The, the, behind the 59 Cadillac, which is on a big turntable, but, you know, the car is mm. so long it doesn't fit in anybody's garage anymore. There's a big picture of Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. And on one side of that wall, there's a, a glove that was done by a, an Italian furniture designer, which is called Joe. And it's literally a, a, a chair that's a baseball glove. Sort of uh, again, mm. a mid-century piece, mm. and on the other side is a is a little love seat that that looks like uh, looks like a, a a big pair of lips that they call one. So uh, there's uh, there's some fun stuff like that in the museum where people can sit and enjoy and and still get a, a chuckle out of. The, I I, the, I hope the, you I hope you still have the Farrah Fawcett poster. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next to the next next to the Kuntash, the Fair yeah. Fawcett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think, which I think, every high school boy of that uh, of that era had both of those posters in their rooms. So, right, right. Well, yeah. it, it goes with the Kuntash. I think right. it's just right. that right. era. <laughs> right. Uh, tell us, tell us about the museum hours and so forth. Uh, you guys are open just about all the time, right? Yeah, we're. Except for you know the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and mm-hmm. New Year's Day and things, but uh, we're we're open ten to five every day at uh, 1947 West Main in Portsmouth in that Raytheon complex. It's it, there's a little intimidating coming in because there's a guard station as you as you mm. come in, but no, there's no as of right now there's there's um, no. Uh, issue in terms of coming into the museum whatsoever, and um, I think the, there's at least some plans to move that guard station back so there doesn't stop people thinking that they mm. can't get in because of the guard station. But um, yeah, it's and it's a long, um, a, a long um, uh, and a big red building, 114,000 yep. square feet, and lots of free parking and easy access in and out. And and the and and the idea of the idea of going there and seeing again cars that you may have never seen in person before in a setting that people have never seen before I think makes the Newport Car Museum uh, special and you, and you have people coming from um, all over the country you you've become a destination right yeah we're um, a trip advisor ten one of the best ten percent. 10% of the the best de- destinations in the world. It, we're so happy to gotten that, but literally we have people from all over the world c- coming here, and we have a, a little map which has um, pins in it from wh- where people have come from, and literally they've come from all over the world, and, and um, it, it, I'm amazed. As, as I say, when I started the museum, I... It was sort of a man cave, and I hoped that maybe one or two people would come. And uh, each year so far, even with COVID, we're, we've, we've broken records in terms of the number of people who've come. And this year has just been amazing, I think. Um, we're sort of on the map 
maybe have become what you say a destination. Hmm. Um, um, and and a, a little a little secret. Um, it's called the Newport Car Museum, but you're not really in Newport. You're in Portsmouth, right? Right, 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 right. So uh, so it's it's actually nicer to get to because you don't have to deal with some of the downtown crowds crowds of Portsmouth. I mean of uh, Newport. Right, and yeah. the the high price parking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, um, yeah, that's correct. Free and, yeah. 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 That's no, ab- absolutely yeah. absolutely and uh I guess do you do you have uh do you have um uh Newport celebrity Jay Leno, does he pop in every once in a while to say hello? Yes, yeah. I you know, he he has a affiliation with the other car museum in in, in, in Newport O'Drain. And you know, like I would say, it's great to have another car museum in the area because it's like having two restaurants on the street. Car people come, um, and we sort of leverage off each other in terms right. of uh, the car car people that come. Uh, he 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 and um, um, his his friend uh, Osborne uh, are affiliated with those those yep. guys. But he comes here. He yep. comes here and looks around, and, and uh, we always enjoy having him. He's a wonderful person. Yeah. Um, Gunther, I want to take thank you for taking a little time out of your Sunday morning and uh, joining us on the Car Doctor program. The Newport Car Museum is such a great place to go, and I recommend all of my listeners, if you're, if you, uh, you know, especially maybe even on, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the family's out shopping on, on uh, Black Friday, uh, maybe it's a good day to sneak down to the museum and kind of wander around. Absolutely, we lo- love having people, and you know our our whole mission is to put smiles on people's faces, and we're pretty successful at doing that. I, I think whether you you're going through a the thin car area, and, and uh, your uncle had that car, you had that car, or the muscle car, or the modern cars, etc., that you play video games with, um, we've had. We had great um, success at bringing people here. We we don't know anything about TikTok, but somebody <laughs> did a thirty second TikTok, and now now we've been invaded with TikTok people. It's been a, a fabulous um, uh, addition to to uh, our uh, our our PR. <laughs> there, there, there you go, hey Gunther. Thank you again for taking some time out of your Sunday and joining us again. Newport Car Museum. It is a gem. Go down and visit it. It is just a great place to go. Again, Gunther, thank you, and take care, and uh, hopefully we get to talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks for having me. All I right. really appreciate it. All thank right. Thanks, much. Gunther. Bye-bye. We need, to, we need to take a break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. On Friday, October 20th, join South Shore Health at their annual Moonlight and Miracles Gala, featuring a seated dinner, live auction with MC Billy Costa, and music by local band Hot Mess. This year's event at the Weymouth Club will support the growing need for emergency care in our community. In life or death scenarios, close-to-home emergency care is critical. Support these valuable services and purchase your tickets for the Moonlight and Miracles Gala right now at southshorehealth.org backslash gala. 
AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-hour 7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. Talk radio with a South Shore point of view. Hi, I'm Kevin Chachi. Join me tomorrow for Monday Night Talk, where the South Shore comes to talk. Tomorrow night after the 6 o'clock news here on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9. And welcome back to the car doctor program on 95.9 WATD. We have uh, George filling in, well... Working with Jesse today. I don't know if I can afford all the payroll going on back at the studio, but uh, if you're uh, if you want to call in, give us a call at seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred and talk to George, and he will uh, get you uh, get you on the air so we can talk about your car and your car problems and stuff that's on your mind. I want to talk about the car that got me around this week, and um, it is the Honda Civic R. And I'll admit, when I think of like a hot hatch or a coupe. I usually think of something that maybe isn't all that hot under the hood, uh, kind of a gussied up model that's more show than go. Uh, sure, there's a you know Subaru WRX and the STI before that. I'm not even sure they make an STI anymore. The Hyundai Elantra N, uh, Volkswagen Golf, which I haven't driven a Volkswagen in ages. Uh, Volkswagen doesn't do really press cars in this area anymore. Uh, but whatever your thoughts are, this is certainly not the case with the Civic R. Uh, it's powered by a two-liter engine. It produces 315 horsepower. I don't believe there's any other manufacturer that can say they have an engine that makes 157 horsepower per liter. Uh, pretty big number. Also, this is a manual transmission car. I was a little surprised when I opened the door to get in it and I saw this shiny shifter, and I went, oh, and then I saw three pedals. And I went, oh, look, it's a manual transmission. And, uh, uh, you know, and it will make um, uh, Cliff Atia took over from me. Cliff Atia is uh, a, a writer for Car and Driver, among other publications, and he is a current NEMPA president. He took over from me, and I think uh, the idea of a stick shift Civic R will make him happy since I think he uh, is behind the sort of save the manual uh, campaign that there should still be more manual transmission cars. But this car isn't just about the engine. The suspension's been tuned for both the street and the track. And the exhaust is uh, an active style that is sort of quiet when it needs to be and sort of not when it isn't. So it when you first start it up, it kind of burbles this nice kind of sound to it. Then under acceleration, it uh, it uh, it's it's loud-ish but not obnoxious it doesn't pop and backfire like some performance cars do i remember the hyundai n uh the elantra n actually would pop and backfire when you took your foot off the accelerator this doesn't do it it's a 7,000 rpm redline so it is a fun car to drive uh, the brakes um are equally impressive uh if you don't know anything about brakes all you need to know is these are big uh almost 14 inch front rotors 13.8 inch front rotors 12 inch rear rotors and four piston calipers so this is race car stuff the interior is certainly driver centric with everything you need right in front of you the six speed manual transmission kind of just sticks from gear to gear it's this 
Um, kind of this nice little click as you go from gear to gear. The clutch is light and easy to use. Uh, it doesn't feel like the old performance clutches. And it uses a, a lightweight uh, flywheel, which uh, adds to the uh, to the way the engine revs. The seats are um, sort of over-bolstered, I guess, to hold you in place, kind of Recaro-style seats. A um, bit more than what I needed, but it isn't like I took this car on a track. Uh, there's also four drive modes, Comfort, Sport, the R mode, and then there's an individual mode that allows you to kind of, you know, customize the engine response with steering assist and suspension dampening and engine sound and rev matching and all that sort of stuff. And normally these buttons, I'm like, eh, it does a little something. Uh, this one really does. I recently went up to Plymouth um, and uh, out on the highway, uh, it felt, the car felt, I don't want to say it felt twitchy, but you had to, you had to be paying attention. It felt quick. Um, when you, when you dropped in into the comfort mode and I had it in the R mode, uh, when you dropped in into the comfort mode, it became more relaxed. It became a much nicer car to drive on, on say a commute versus trying to drive it, you know, as a performance car. So it was kind of nice that it, it really did work and it would kind of, uh, cater it back and forth. Uh, the civic body's all been completely updated with aero features throughout. It's got a huge rear wing. Uh, now, the body style may be geared to someone much younger than me. Um, it was interesting. I, I tried to, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty stunning car to look at, and I would try to gauge people's reactions to it when they saw it. If they were, say, over 50, they just kind of looked at it, turned their head, and didn't think much. If they were 16 to 30, they stared at it the entire time. So I think the look of it has a certain appeal to a certain age group. Um, I think it would be interesting if Honda would put out this car without all the uh, speed racer looks. Um, I know it would change the way it handles, especially the high-speed handling, because it wouldn't have the big downforce from the from the spoiler, and it wouldn't have the aero stuff around the sides. But it would be interesting to see a sleeper version of uh, the Civic R, so 315 horsepower in a car that looks kind of like a Civic with fat tires on it. I think it would be interesting to see. So how does the Civic R stack up against competition? Like I said, I haven't driven the Volkswagen Golf in ages, but... Um, Volkswagen always seemed like it was more of a mature choice. In fact, a couple of years ago, I worked with someone who um, bought a uh, Subaru STI, and they kept it for like a month, and they never liked it, and they ended up buying a Volkswagen because they just felt it fit them better. They liked the interior a little bit better. Um, it just wasn't uh, the the Subaru just wasn't the car for them. The Hyundai um, Elantra. I drove that when I was down in Florida. Uh, good performance. Uh, again, it kind of popped and backfired when you decelerated. Sounded like a performance car. But I think overall, when you package them all together and, you know, do some do things better than the Civic, but I think when you combine all the attributes of handling, performance, interior, uh, the way everything is sort of focused on the driver, I think the Civic R is a winner. Uh, so if you're looking for something that uh, is in that, uh, you know, hot, compact car category and you think you uh, want something that's fun to drive and a manual transmission, I think the Civic R is a real winner and something to look at. Hey, John, we have two callers waiting for, to talk to you. Oh, well, good. Well, let's talk to one of them. Sure. You tell me which one. Yes, the first one we have is Paul from Somerville. All right. Well, let's talk to Paul from Somerville. Good morning, Paul. 
Hi, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very well. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for having Gunther on. Um, that Newport Car Museum is a very special place. Uh, I did go there about a year ago for the first time, and it was kind of by accident. I always thought it was in downtown Newport, but it's very close to the mass border, and it is ginormous in size. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. It is ridiculous how big it is. I mean, if you've been to you know the Lars Anderson, which is which is a, a nice place. I mean, it's a it's a carriage house. It's where they used to have horses. And if you've been and I and I, the day the last time I went to the Newport Car Museum. Uh, with my neighbor, we were going to go to Audrain afterwards. We spent so much time at the Newport Car Museum, we didn't have enough time to go to Audrain. So, um, but I, I, I think they're like Gunther said, you know, having two quality places uh, that are sort of near each other, uh, they kind of, they kind of build off of each other. I think sometimes, and uh, but yeah, there are some phenomenal cars, cars that I've never even seen before were on display in, in the Newport Car Museum. I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal. Well I know as you walk through the door, the first thing that impresses you is how clean the place is. It is spotless. Um and um you, you can literally eat off the floor there and I really mean that. It's so clean. The uh the staff there's always some staff around the different rooms uh, very knowledgeable about the cars that are there. And for someone like me who grew up in an era where you could spot a car going down the street and say, yeah, that's a 59 Cadillac. No, man, that one's a 60 or a 57 Chevy. Like they have, uh, you know, they have a beautiful yep. 57 Chevy um, convertible there. There's a 58 Chevy. Um, but these are the cars that, in, at least in that era, they all look different and look different every year. Uh, I was a little disappointed they didn't have any Mercuries there. But um, our, our Ford Galaxies or Fairlanes or anything like that, but there's a... The Mustang display is just spectacular. It's uh, it's really great. I I would I went back again a few weeks ago, and um, there's always something new. There's always something different yeah. there. Yeah, and I, I think. I went back, I, my wife, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You went back. I said when I went back, my wife was with me, and you know she, she was really admiring the furniture as much as she was admiring the cars. Right. So it's a great place. It, it yeah. is, and and the idea that I think he has, um, I think he has every. Corvette. I think he's got uh, you know all the different versions, all the different you know from the C1 to the C8 Corvette. Um, you know, and for somebody who you know whether you like American muscle or or you know the exotic European cars or you're a Porsche fanatic, I I went to a, there was a a Saturday morning uh, Porsche cars and coffee event not far from me and as i was walking around i was hearing some people talking about how they went down to check out the porsche event in newport uh, you know it's just it's 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 just really it's a special place and the idea that it's in i th- i think gunther said it's in 113 or 130 thousand square foot building it's a it's a gigantic building and uh and and it's comfortable to walk around and like you said it is spotlessly clean and you can you can like you can like the stuff on the walls and the furniture as much as you like the cars. Yeah, right. I I, I wanted to jump into the Pontiac GTO and drive out the door with it, but I, I didn't think I could get away with it. Yeah, yeah, probably probably not. But I think he told me that uh, just about just about every car in that museum you could start up and drive away. So maybe maybe you could have. But but I, I think yeah, I, I think someone would chase you out the door. I think so too. 
Yeah. Right. I just want to thank you for having him uh, on. He was a, a great guest. All right. Thank you for calling in. All right. Uh, Thanks, John. All right. Take care. 781-837-4900 is our number. Uh, George, where are we going next? All right. We have John from Pembroke next. All right. Let's talk to John from Pembroke. John, good morning. Hey, John. It's actually Tom. But... Oh, Tom. Well, My yeah. George, George was close, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, you had a Paul and a John, so. I know. It gets, all, it gets all confusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't ask you how you're doing because I know from the previous caller, but... <laughs> Uh, do you know of any auto shows going on today? We're heading down toward the Cape, like Plymouth or Cape Cod. Or... You know, I saw something just the other day, um, and, uh, you know, I I don't. And I apologize. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I should you know, and somebody somebody sent me something recently too, and I and I was I was gonna I was gonna look, and I don't know where it went. So I apologize. I don't know of anything going on right now, but I'm sure I'm sure there I'm sure there was, and you know, some shows might have actually you know, with the big Newport Car Week going on going on this week, some shows may have you know opted to go to a different day. I know the ones oh, yeah. that we were talking about recently. They um, they were um, um, they were rained out the last couple of weekends, and I think they bumped them over to October sometime now. But yeah, I don't really know. I oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. The ones around here are getting tired and the spindles and social. You yep. know, I just well, wanted to see something different. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I think sometimes you have to go out to. Um, uh, you know, there's the the Pontiac the Pontiac Club that that's down in Rhode Island puts a group together out in uh, uh, out in Hopedale. There's uh, there's uh, uh, something that goes on. Um, there's uh, let's see, let's see if he's said anything here. And then there's uh, a, a, the DJ that handles a lot of music at the car shows, Bruce Palmer, um, who has a pretty extensive collection of cars too uh he'll uh he'll he'll also he'll also post some things on his facebook page of some of the events that are going on uh but i don't see anything right now so but uh bruce palmer's bruce palmer's a great guy he's uh he's he's on the radio on uh, a couple of different radio stations but he also has a pretty good collection of cars and um i'm always jealous of anybody who has a lift in his garage so Oh, geez. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I see you on Facebook at, at shows all the time down toward the Cape there. Just yeah. Wondering. Yeah. There, there, yeah. Uh, there, there has been, there has been some, uh, uh, you know, Saturday night between like, uh, five and seven, uh, in Dennis, there's always a, there's always a car show, except for the last couple of weekends where all it's done is rain. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll move it to today. I'll check it yeah. out. Okay. All right. Thank all you. right. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, Jesse, Jesse sent me a note that said my microphone sounded a little too hot. Is everything sounding okay now, Jesse? Or no, you're good. I'm good? Okay. All right. Okay. Just checking in. Just checking to make sure. Make sure everything's okay. I want to talk about, uh... Uh, some of the questions we got this week. Actually, and one, let me interject. A caller did uh, say to me to tell you that there's actually a car cruise happening tonight at Neponsant. Uh, he, I didn't get enough information just before we uh, okay. hung up, but wanted to relay that to you. 
All right. Okay. Well, that's We're that's fireworks. good. If 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 uh, if in fact, if any of our listeners know of a show going on, uh, give us a call at seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Paul from Braintree sent me an email, and he said he recently saw this device that you put in your car that uses electromagnetic molecular interference to keep snow and ice from building up in your car. Uh, George, are you a scientist at all? Do you, do you know what electromagnetic molecular interference is? I know I don't. So um, uh, the website looks pretty impressive. He says, what do you think? Um, I have no idea. I never heard of this before. So I searched electromolecular interference ice melter. And um, I hate to say it, but it looks like a scam. Uh, the uh, website is pretty poorly written. There's a couple of typos in it, which I thought was sort of odd. It looks like it was kind of hastily put together. Um, I did, you know, I, I looked at the picture of it, and I compared it to, it looks similar to a uh, some kind of air freshener that I, you know, looked at, looked at what it was, and I kind of did a Google search, and it looked like, this solar-powered air freshener. This thing's also supposed to be solar-powered, and apparently the idea behind it is it changes the air waves inside the vehicle, and it will keep ice and snow from melting on your car, uh, keep ice and snow from freezing on your car. I, you know, maybe there's a maybe there's a scientist out there who can tell me what electromagnetic molecular interference is, but it doesn't sound like it is possible to keep snow and ice off your car. They mentioned in their website that uh, it's it's the same technology that's used in uh, things like the Mars rover to keep the any possibilities of freezing. But as I recall, there's not a lot of ice on the moon or Mars or anywhere. Let me uh, uh, interject for a moment. So we have a caller who just uh, told me that there's a car show happening at South Shore Votech right now. Oh. And I want to also make a correction. It was onset, not naponset, for the car cruise happening today. Oh, okay. So a, a, a car show at South Shore Votech. Yes. And I think there's actually one at Mass Bay Community College today, too. I think that's where the other one is. And uh, um, an old friend of mine, Howie Ferris, uh, I think posted something. Howie Ferris is the big wheel at... Uh, at um, the community college up there. So uh, let's see if we can find what he did. So Social so Votech, huh? Yep, that's, in Hanover. That, yeah, that's that's uh, that's actually one of my um, one of the schools that I'm involved with sometimes. So nice. Uh, but the uh, the idea of um, what's going on? Let's, yeah, you can never can never look for stuff when you when you want to. Let's see. Here we go. Howie Ferris. What did Howie Ferris have to say on uh, Howie Ferris said there is Mass Bay all vehicle show and he posted that uh, just recently. So um, great show opportunity uh, Sunday up 
but you missed it, unfortunately. It was 8 to 12. So you, the idea of being able to get there is a little bit late for today. But, but uh, the idea week. that there's one at South Shore Votech in Hanover, that's good, too. Yes, so. and I'm also looking up this information, too, John. We have uh, something called Driver's Edge 7th Annual Drives Out Cancer Car Show for October 15th. That's Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Plymouth. Oh, good. Okay. And, and my question to you was earlier, do you know what electromagnetic molecular interference is? I heard the term. Uh, yeah. I was listening to you, but I was busy with the phone calls. Yep. But uh, yeah, tell me. I, I don't know I've, the full. I've, story I've, I've, I have. I have no idea either. I was hoping. Is you, this some I jargon? Would, yeah, it's it's something that's supposed yeah. to keep ice from forming on your car, which I think is a a scam. And uh, but wait, don't just, we don't we have the the car fluid, the washer fluid that. Doesn't that, that have the? That, that has alcohol in it. That'll keep uh, that melts this, that melts the ice off of it a little bit. So yeah. Right. But yeah, the idea that somebody has something that you put in your car that's powered by, it's it's the size of a, a I don't know a, a six inch circle that uses electromagnetic sounding principles to melt snow sounds like nonsense, and I wouldn't spend my money on it. But mm. anyway. Yeah. So I think we need to take another break, don't we? I think we do. Why don't we take that? Why don't we take that last break? If you want to join us and give us a call during the break, seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. You're listening to the Car Doctor Program on ninety five nine WATD. We'll be right back. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-hour, 7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. Friends of the Marshfield Animal Shelter is pleased to announce their 7th annual Cocktails for Critters to take place on Saturday, October 14th. The event is held from 6 till 10 at the beautiful Daniel Webster Estate in Marshfield and includes a silent auction, hors d'oeuvres, a cash bar, and live music from Matt Putnam. Tickets are $60 and can be purchased at friendsofmarshfieldanimalshelter.org. That's friendsofmarshfieldanimalshelter.org. I'm Ashley Jordan. Tune in to Twilight Showcase Radio, hosted by Sandy Stride and Keith James on 95.9 WATD and 95.9 WATD.com. Search for Twilight Showcase Radio on Facebook and visit twilightshowcase.org. Twilight Showcase, tomorrow night from 7 to 9 on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. Our phone number is 781-837-4900. If you'd like to get through and chat about whatever's on your mind, someone wrote to me and said, I have a 2021 Honda CRV with a sunroof. Recently, while the car was turned off and parked in my driveway, all four windows opened all the way and the sunroof also opened. I live on the approach to the airport. Could passing aircraft have somehow triggered this action? I'm concerned this could happen while parked outside in the rain or a snowstorm. Maybe it's using electromagnetic molecular interference. But I don't think so. I think, and I don't know this is true, but I, I, you know, I've not heard of tower or gent light and communication interfering with a car's electrical system because that would be weird, and it would probably, I think, maybe the other way around. Could cars interfere with 
uh, aircraft communications, but I don't know. But some Honda vehicles have this sort of little-known function that when you push the lock button, then the unlock button twice, and then hold it, all the windows and sunroofs open. So maybe you were in the house and you said, did I lock the car and or unlock the car or whatever the case is, and you hit the lock button and the unlock button a couple times, and then you held it down and all the windows open. That's the only thing I can think of. So maybe, 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 maybe that's what happened. Um, the person who wrote to me actually responded right back when I said the... Um, I wonder if your car has this, quote, little-known function. And they said to me, apparently my car does have this little-known function because I just did that, and all the doors, all the windows opened, and the sunroof opened, and, oh, by the way, it's raining, and I probably shouldn't have done that. So to actually close all of the windows and sunroof, you actually have to go out and do it manually, or you can't do it with the remote, is what I'm getting at. You can actually take the physical key and stick it in the door lock and lock the door and, and hold the lock button or lock uh, over, and it will actually close all the windows. But you have to take the key out of the remote thingy and all that, so it becomes a little bit cumbersome to do that. Um, this was sort of an interesting one. This person has two Honda Accords, an EXL, and they're both EXL four-door sedans. One's a 2013, the other's a 2018. And he says, I noticed the 2013 air conditioner cools much quicker in hot weather than the 2018. 2018 had the condenser replaced by Honda under warranty after being punctured by a stone. Interesting, they replaced it under warranty. That's not usually a warranty thing, but I'm glad that they did. Honda refilled the system at capacity and pressure. I did some snooping around under the hoods and discovered that the two cars use different refrigerants. The 2013 uses um, what's called 134A, which replaced R12, and the 2018 uses this newer R1234YF, could the newer refrigerant be the cause, he says. The newer car takes longer to cool off until it reaches the correct level of cooling. Then it seems to work fine. And he says, thanks for your always informed answers. Well, they do use, you're absolutely right. And just like older cars that used R12, when people changed over to R134, they found some of the same issues. It took longer to cool and slightly higher temperatures. Uh, some of that had to do with the compressors were different, uh, but it wasn't really a, it was a pretty close to a drop-in replacement for R12, but not quite. Um, although the factory air conditioner systems are optimized by the type of refrigerant, results can vary. Um, studies have shown that the R123YF refrigerant uh, has about a 5 to 25% lower cooling rate and in many cases uses a smaller compressor which helps save fuel. Uh, depending on the vehicle, cooling may also be limited uh, if the eco mode is selected. Um, the other thing is some air conditioner systems in an effort to save fuel cycle the air conditioner a little bit differently because it's trying to maximize fuel economy. Just like some cars, the alternator doesn't always charge the battery all the time. It used to be that an alternator was pretty simple. It, it, it worked hard when the battery was low, and when the battery was close to being fully charged, it didn't 
work as hard, but it was still always charging the battery. Today's cars, the charging system will actually shut off when the battery's within a certain range, so it doesn't use any horsepower to turn the alternator. So, um, you know, that's one thing that, that's one thing that, uh, uh, way of saving fuel. And so nothing wrong with the car, just different refrigerants act different ways. Someone else said to me, and you were kind of running a little low on time here, said, I hope you can help me with selling our 2017 Subaru Outback. My daughter suggested going through a big company like Carvana, CarMax, AutoNation, or another way to get a better offer uh, from the dealership since we're buying a new Forester. Uh, we've never used that service before and wanted your opinion and advice if it is safe, secure, and how do you get your money? Do you like some better than others? Um, I've known people that use all of these, CarMax, Vroom, Carvana, and it's pretty simple. You take some pictures of your car, you send it to them. Uh, someone shows up with a check, basically, or they do an electronic funds transfer. Um, we had somebody that tried all... We actually had a radio guest once and somebody who actually I know tried all of them and they found that CarMax seemed to do better than Carvana or Vroom and that's V-R-O-O-M but they all sort of kind of look at sort of the same pricing structure uh, so I think you'll find they're all pretty close to each other. One thing I would keep in mind though especially with a relatively new car if you're buying another car um, and you were going to trade in your car the trade-in goes towards the purchase price. So let's say for easy math, uh, the new car is $30,000 and your car is worth $15,000. You're only going to pay the sales tax on the $15,000. If you trade in nothing and buy the car for $30,000, you are going to pay the sales tax on the $30,000. So the dealer may be offering you less of a trade-in, but factor in how much more you're going to pay for sales tax if you're going in with just cash or just financing the whole car versus trading it in. So that's something to be sort of considered at the same time. So there's something to be aware of. That's all. You, you know, car, car shopping isn't as easy as it used to be. We are starting to see a little bit more inventory. I'm worried with the uh, continued UAW strikes where that's going to go. Um, who knows? But uh, it will affect the inventory as we're seeing it coming along. So just some things to be aware of. Uh, and I think that is just about all we got going on for this week. Uh, next week on the Car Doctor program, uh, I don't think we have, I don't actually think we have a guest yet. Later in the month, though, we are going to be talking to Dan Strollo from In Control Advanced Driver Training, uh, the In Control Family Foundation. Always a great guest to talk to. And coming up on the 15th of the month, uh, we're going to be talking with... Uh, Bobby from SeaTech, that's a car charger company, uh, which they have some really premium products. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>